الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا تقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار Brothers and sisters in Islam, the religion of Islam encourages the Muslim to exercise the highest level of moral decorum in every facet of human interaction, which by default of such sacrifice distinguishes, it gives the Muslim a misa in a society that is clearly declining morally and spiritually every day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised the personality and the character of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which was divinely designed to be the blueprint for all who aspire to perfect their character. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that indeed you, O Muhammad, are on an exalted خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ مِنْ أَعْلَى مَا يَكُونُ الْخُلُقٍ you are on the most exalted standard of character, moral excellence in everything. And the Quran challenges the believer to aspire to a high sense of self by encouraging him or her to choose qualities that contradict the society or the status quo of the society that we live in or the human behavior and interaction of the society that we live in. One of such qualities is that of forgiveness, al-maghfirah, al-afna, learning how to extend to someone forgiveness. Forgiveness in Islam, it has many layers, and both the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the forgiveness of other human beings, both of which are critical components of our wholeness and completion in this life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ on the day where no wealth or children will be of benefit to anyone, only those who come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be qalbin salim. Qalbun laysa fihi hiqdun li akhihi or ala akhihi muslim. Qalbun laysa fihi hiqdun. Qalbun laysa fihi bughdun. Qalbun laysa fihi shay'un li akhihi muslim. That you don't have anything in your heart for another believer. And this is why every time someone would come to the Prophet ﷺ with something about someone, he would refuse to hear it. He did not want to hear anything negative about another person because he wanted to make sure that his heart, that his heart would remain pure for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
If we don't understand anything about the heart, we should know that the heart is a vessel. It is the aniya. It is the aniya to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the vessel of Allah in the earth. If Allah wants to convey mercy to you, then He will do it through the heart of someone else. As Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ سَيَجْعَلُوا لَهُمُ الرَّحْمَانُ وُدَّهُ وُدَّهُ مِنْ إِشْ مِنْ كُلُوبِ عِبَادِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى That if Allah says in the Quran that indeed those who believe and do righteous deeds, that Allah will show them love. سَيَجْعَلُوا لَهُمُ الرَّحْمَانُ وُدَّهُ Allah will make for them love in the hearts of other people. Our hearts are vessels through which Allah conveys His mercy, His rahmah, His love, His compassion, His ra'fa. This is the way that He communicates it to His creation. And وَالْعَقْسُ بِالْعَقْسُ And in the opposite is the same. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to convey anger or displeasure to you, He'll convey it through the hearts of another human being. To make you reflect and ponder on what I did wrong. How did I interrupt my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? As one of the scholars of the past, he said, Inni la a'atillah, that indeed I would disobey Allah. Fa'ara athara ma'asiyati fi khuluk zawjati wa fi dabbati hatta fa'arabiti. That I would disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I would see the ill effects of my disobedience to Allah and the character of my wife. My wife would interact with me differently after I disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And fi'lan, we see this. You disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ta'asillah fi yawmin al-ayam wa tara athra ma'asiyatik fi khuluk fulan or fulan. Kayfa yata'amil ma'ak. How they interact with you, how they deal with you. And sometimes we'll get mad at the person for dealing with us in that manner. And we never stop. Wa nufakkir fi anfusina. Wa nufakkish. Anfusina, that we begin to look deeply within ourselves to find out why did this person interact with me like this? Is it because I did something disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So understand the heart remaining firm and remaining pure is so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could use you. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, that if Allah loves you, He uses you. How does Allah use you? As Allah says in the Quran, Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in between a man and his own heart. Divine intervention. Divine intervention. Sometimes you show anger towards a person. You don't even know why you don't like the person. But perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who changes the heart, has changed your heart against a particular individual for reasons that are beyond what you can understand. Forgiveness is a very powerful quality in Islam and has the ability or the propensity to affect change in others for the brave soul that dares to challenge himself to exemplify it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, La tastawi al-hasanatu wa la sayyi'ah idfa' bi'latihi ahsan fa'idha alladhi baynaka wa baynahu adawatun ka'annahu waliyun hameen wa ma yulakaha illa alladhina sabaru Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that Good and evil are not the same. They're not equal. A person that is good, purely good for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not equal or equivalent to someone who is the opposite. 
The person who exemplifies good is not equal to the person who exemplifies evil. Me and you are not the same. A lot of people try to, you know, يَسْتَوِيَ النَّاسِ عَلَى مُسْتَوَى وَاحِدْ لَا وَاللَّهِ فَرْقْ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكَ There's a difference between me and you. We are not the same. People say, oh, we're all the same. La wallahi, we're not all the same. Huge difference between me and you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, la tastawil hasanatu wala sayyia. That good and evil are not the same. Idfa'bilati hiya ahsan. Repel evil with what is better. Fa'idha alladhi baynaka wa baynahu adawa. Then you and the person that you had problems with, Look at the words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to use here. That you're forgiving the person, you're treating the person differently than the way that they treated you, has the ability to change, to affect change within that person. To the point where the person becomes waliyun hameen, becomes a close, intimate friend. And none will be able to exercise this character except those who have patience. And you will not be able to exercise this behavior except those who have a great share, a great portion of that moral excellence that the Prophet ﷺ came to demonstrate. Abdullah bin Abbas he said here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us to be patient. That when we become angry, we exercise patience. I'm angry, I'm upset, but I do not have to act upon my anger. And that you exercise tolerance when a person is ignorant. You know better. That person doesn't know any better. You exercise tolerance when the person is ignorant. And that you pardon and you forgive the person when they wrong you. You pardon and you forgive the person when they wrong you. The Prophet وسلم, he embodied this quality of forgiveness. He used to exemplify and demonstrate this character. Not only demonstrate, but he epitomized it. There was no one better at exercising forgiveness towards others than the Prophet No matter how deep someone goes in the depths of their indignation and their disrespect of you. It does not dictate or should not dictate your behavior. How someone acts towards you should not dictate towards how you respond to them. You should have more self-control. The Prophet said, That the strong person is not the one who can smack someone or knock someone to the ground or throw someone to the ground. Anyone can do that. But the strong person, we're not talking about strong physically, jasadiyan. We're not talking about strong physically, but the strong person is the one who has enough self-control to be patient when he becomes angry. To exercise it. Sometimes we just let ourselves go. And we follow our desires wherever it takes us. But the one who makes jihad and nafs on himself, he wages war against himself to struggle with himself. That although I'm angry, I'm not going to let the other person's actions dictate my actions. 
قالت عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها أن اليهود دخلوا على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالوا السان عليك فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وعليكم فقالت عائشة لعنت فلعنتهم وفي رواية قالت ففهمتها فقلت وعليكم السان واللعنة من الله فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما لك يا عائشة وفي رواية قال مهلا يا عائشة إن الله رفيق ويحب الرفق في الأمر كله فقالت عائشة يا رسول الله أما سمعت ما قالوا فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أفلم تسمعي ما قلت لهم فقلت لهم وعليكم فيستجاب لي فيهم ولا يستجاب لهم فيا الله أكبر Beautiful, subhanAllah. The Prophet and they said sarcastically, ما في حاجة داعية إلى إلى أن يرد عليهم بنفس الكلمة، ما في حاجة. قال وعليكم أنتم ستموتون كما سأموت. You're gonna die just like I'm gonna die. There was no need for him to get indignant. There was no need for him to become disrespectful. Even though that wasn't his personality, his character. صلى الله عليه وسلم as he said to Aisha, يا Aisha متى أهدتني متفحشا أو فحاشا. When have you ever known me to be indignant? When have you ever known me to be disrespectful and indignant? That is not my personality. That's not my way. He simply said to them, وَعَلِكُمْ in upon you too. And Aisha, she said, in, in a fit of rage and anger, defending her husband, defending the Messenger of Allah وسلم, as you'll find today, someone says something disrespectful about the Prophet وسلم, and here we go as Muslims, feeding the narrative that we're all terrorists, and we go and we attack a person physically. Because the person says something negative about the Prophet he harms his own, his own self. He doesn't harm the Muslims. He doesn't take anything away from the Prophet Quraysh, they said to the Prophet And those who disbelieve, they say you're not even a prophet. When he was signing the peace treaty of Hudaybiyah, he said, فقال سهيل بن عمر قال ما ما علمنا أنك رسول الله ولو علمنا أنك رسول الله ما صدقناك عن البيت وما قتلناك اكتب من محمد بن عبد الله فقال الصحابة لا والله ما نكتب إلا رسول الله فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اكتب يا علي من محمد بن عبد الله قال اللهم إني لنبيك وَإِنْ لَمْ يَعْتَرِفُ بِذَارِكَ هَؤُلَى مَا يَدُرُّهُ The Prophet ﷺ told Ali, write from Muhammad the son of Abdullah. The Sahaba said, no, we're not going to write the peace treaty except from Muhammad the Messenger of Allah. The Prophet said, no, write Muhammad ibn Abdullah because it doesn't harm me. It doesn't harm me. He said, oh Allah, you know I'm your Prophet even if they refuse to acknowledge you. It doesn't harm him in the, in the least. But we live in a time where we feel like we have to 
you know, lash out physically because someone becomes disrespectful. Learn to have self-control. If someone says something to you that is disrespectful and you lash out, you gave that person power over you. That's a sign of weakness. There's a weakness in your character. So it's easy for us to be strong against other people, but we're very weak when it comes to ourselves. Very weak when it comes to ourselves, but we're strong as it relates to everyone else. The Prophet said to Aisha, I've never, you've never known me to be disrespectful. And in this incident, he demonstrated that. He said, and upon you too. Aisha got down and she said, I cursed them. When I understood what they said, because assalamu alaykum sounds like assalamu alaykum. Almost sounds the same. Minus the lamb. But assam yani al moat. May death be upon you. And fi'lan, even now, we find this with even some Muslims. You go, you say, assalamu alaykum. alaykum this is something that happened between the Prophet the Bain and the Prophet He doesn't even move his lips to respond to you. Assalamu alaikum. And I used to say, and I cursed them. And I said, may the curse of Allah be upon you. And may the anger of Allah be upon you. And the Prophet ﷺ turned to Aisha and he said, Maliki, what is wrong with you, Aisha? Maliki, what is wrong with you? And another narration, he said, Mahlin, relax, Aisha. It's not that serious. Relax. She said, oh, Messenger of Allah, didn't you hear what they said to you? He said, yes, but didn't you hear what I responded with? Didn't you hear what I said back to them? And he said, Allah will respond to my dua against them. And Allah will not respond to their dua against me. I don't need to act like them. I don't need to behave in that manner in order to feel like I'm valid. And we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to exemplify and demonstrate the high moral quality of character that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam demonstrated. Hada wa sallallahu ala nabiyya Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'ani wa iyyakum bima ja'a fihi min al-ayati wa dhikri al-hakim aqulu ma tisma'un astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'iri al-mu'minin min kulli dam fastaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim. الحمد لله العلي الجبار غافر الذنب وقابل التوب الشديد العقاب وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله. The Prophet did not allow the transference of their of negative energy to be transferred from one place to another. Some people are just miserable. From the time that they wake up in the morning to the time that they go to sleep, they are miserable. And they're looking for someone to be a vessel so that they can transfer their negative energy on them. 
Don't be a vessel. Don't be a carrier of someone else's negative energy. Don't carry someone else. It could be your spouse. It could be your co-worker. It could be your boss. It could be your children. It could be whoever. Don't be a vessel to carry someone else's negative energy. Don't let them transfer that pain onto you. And when you get to a place in your life, subhanAllah, when you've worked at yourself, some of the Sahaba said, that I struggle with myself 40 years. That I struggle with myself for 40 years so that I could relax for 40 years. For the latter part of my life, I can relax because I put in the work that was necessary at the beginning stages of my life. I wage war against myself, fighting with my nafs, fighting with my soul, struggling with things to get rid of certain things out of my life so that I could relax and enjoy my life. Think about the person that takes the war all the way to the grave. He wages war with himself or ignores the war with himself all the way into the grave. And maybe in the grave he'll figure it out. But the Prophet ﷺ did not allow the transference of their negative energy. Rather, he repelled what was better. He repelled what was evil with what is better. As Allah said in the ayah, And this is a clear example. How the Prophet ﷺ practical implementation of the commandment of Allah but there's another incident that you can clearly see where there's a transference of negative energy and sometimes when you open yourself up for negative energy along comes the shaitan with that negative energy أن رجل كان يسب أبا بكر رضي الله عنه وهو مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم جالس فيعجب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ويبتسم فلما أكثر الرجل على أبي بكر رد عليه بغضب فقال فغضب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وقام ومشى فلحقه أبو بكر فقال يا رسول الله كان يشتمني هذا الرجل وأنت جالس فلما رددت عليه بعض قوله غضبت وقمت فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إنه كان معك ملك يرد عنك كلما قال لك كلما قال لك هذا الرجل جاء جاء الملك فيرد عليه ويدافع عنك فلما رددت عليه بعض قوله ذهب الملك وجاء الشيطان وأنا لا أجلس مع الشيطان الله أبو بكر رضي الله عنه was sitting with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم a man came and began to insult him يصبه began to insult Abu Bakr while the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was there and Abu Bakr is not saying anything back to the man and the Prophet is amazed at his moral excellence خلق عظيم He's sitting there tolerating يتأمل ما قال هذا الرجل فلم يرد عليه فلما أكثر عليه فلم يتحمل أكثر من ذلك فرد عليه أبو بكر بعض قوله شوفت كيف 
He began to now, Abu Bakr began to now respond back to the individual the same exact way. Transference of energy. Here's Abu Bakr sitting with the Prophet and along comes a man to insult him. And he's tolerant and patient of what the man is saying until he reaches his point, which most of us, we have a threshold, a point where khalas, the stream has reached the bank, it has reached its topmost part and is going to overflow. And Abu Bakr began to respond back to the individual. And the Prophet got angry, was disappointed, Abu Bakr, you were doing so well. And he got up and he walked away. When Abu Bakr noticed this, he got up and he chased behind the Prophet and he said to him, Ya Rasulullah, why did you get up and walk away? When I was sitting there and the man was insulting me, you were smiling, you didn't say anything. But when I said something back to him, you got angry and you walked up and you got up and walked away. The Prophet said that when you were sitting there and you didn't respond, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel to you to defend you. Everything the person was saying to you, the angel was saying the same thing back to him. You didn't need to say anything. Let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let Allah do his job. Allah is the one that seeks retribution for his servants that are offended, that are disrespected, that are oppressed. Let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do his job. It's not my job to punish you. It's not my job. Allah told the Prophet your job is to convey the message. My job is to hold them accountable. It's not our job. We set rules and regulations, obviously. But our, my job is not to punish you, to see you hurt, even though you hurt me. It's not my job. Because what you put out into the world will come back to you. Wallah what you put out into the world will come back to you. As you deal with people, so shall you be dealt with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Hal jaza'ul ihsan illa al-ihsan. Is not the reward of good anything but good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala muhsin yuhsin ilayk. That if you do good to people, then Allah will do good to you. Ar-Rahimun, those who are merciful, then the most merciful will have mercy on them. Be merciful to those that are on the earth, and the one that is above the heavens will have mercy on you. And in another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wal aqsu bil aqs, and the opposite is the same. And the reward of evil is an evil just like it. What you put out into the world will most certainly come back to you. I don't have to punish you. Your punishment will come back to you. You steal money from me, you do a bad business deal, you sold me property, you sold me a car, you sold me a business that you knew was faulty. That will come back to you. Wallah it will come back to you. And I will exercise patience, desiring my reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, while you, everything that you did will come back to you. Come Just as you deal, so shall you be dealt with. The Prophet sallallahu told Abu Bakr that you didn't have to respond. Allah sent an angel to you. And everything that he said to you, the angel was responding back. He said, But when you responded back to him, the angel left, and the shaitan came, and I don't sit with the shaitan. That's why I left. 
because you open yourself up to demonic energy. You open yourself up to demonic energy. This is why the Prophet ﷺ told the Sahabi when he came, he said, Oh, see me, Ya Rasulullah, qala la taqdab, qala thumma madha, qala la taqdab, qala thumma madha, qala la taqdab. That anger, it covers your brain, the part of the brain, the frontal lobe, the part of your brain, which is ironically the part of the head that we put on the ground when we make sujood. MashaAllah, the frontal lobe of your brain is where you make all of your decisions. And being severely anger, angry is akin to being intoxicated. You have no access to the frontal lobe to make sound decisions. This is why the Prophet ﷺ emphasized, don't become angry. Don't become angry. Don't become angry. Because when you reach a point of severe anger, you can create a situation for yourself that you can never repair. Women are divorced. Children are abused. People are murdered all over anger. And when you lose control over the frontal lobe, then you open yourself up for shaitan. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and in ending, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَيْ يَعْشُ عَنْ ذِكْرِ الرَّحْمَانِ نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ That whoever turns away from the remembrance of Allah, the moment you lose sight of the remembrance of Allah, نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا Allah appoints for you a devil. And he becomes your intimate friend. And while you think you are rightly guided, and that you think that you are rightly guided, when in fact you are clearly astray. Allahumma We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for any shortcomings that we've had in this regard. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fila akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-naw. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكنن من الخاسرين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك على أبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين وعقم الصلاة